Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 61 of Gaming Fix. Uh, I'm your host this week, Pat. Um, joining me is Erica Hernandez. That's me. Hello. And Alex Galinas. Hello. We're excited to talk about video games this week. Are we? I've played a lot of them. I, I don't know. I didn't. Are you I not didn't, excited? I didn't, I didn't sleep very much last night. Mm. Oh no! I actually didn't either. Do you ever sleep though, Alex? Because I feel like we have a our, in our group chat. You answer at like all hours. Does not matter what time it is. <laughs> like you're just there. Maybe it's because Alex and I are on the t- same time zone. But I feel like generally. I see we we respond to messages at fairly similar times. Yeah, but I'm also there at like three in the morning. Yeah, you, you know what? Let me go. I'm going to go check right now. Yep. I mean, I, I there has been moments where I've I've chatted with you when it was six in your morning. Yeah. So uh, yeah, which is three in your morning, right? Like, yeah, but, but no, recently I've been sleeping okay, but I've been waking up because there's this owl that's been like <laughs> set up nest kind of near my window. So like at five in the morning, he's just hooting his head off. It's great, but that's, that's good though. I'm, I'm into that. Yeah. I mean, I'm not complaining. I think it's great, but. Okay. So this morning at five fifty six AM my time, <laughs> which is what? Two fifty six your time. Yep. I sent you a Garfield comic. You sent me a Garfield comic. <laughs> But that's also owl time. And then the day before that, you were also up at 4 a.m. my time. <laughs> Dang, I'm getting narked. Like, dude, you gotta sleep. <laughs> <laughs> so Gaming Fix, episode 61. <laughs> yeah. We're doing it. We're talking about the video games and sleeping hey. habits. <laughs> hey. Hi. I like video games and played a lot of them. Uh but I'm interested in hearing what, how, how video games have uh, helped or hindered your sleeping habits, Alex. Oh, man. Um, I think they've helped in a lot of ways because what I've ended up doing in the past is like staying up way too late. Like when you're a teenager, you stay up way too late playing a video game, like kind of like reading a good book, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, but definitely don't do that anymore. No, me neither. Uh, but I do still play like really um logical puzzle games to kind of tire the brain out a little bit mm-hmm. so like tents and trees has been really good for that uh the sudoku games have been good for that like pixel uh pixel puzzle collection the konami Picross has been good for that so i feel like that's been a good way to like as soon as i can no longer focus then i'm like okay yeah it's a good time to sleep now. <laughs> so i don't know how about for you erica i mean i do similar things but it's not usually video games i feel like i tap out of those earlier on in the night and then i'll like go to sleep watching like old vine compilations (laughs) 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 or like you know or like weird like chiropractor like compilations on youtube because it's like just interesting enough that like i want to watch it but not so interesting that i can't fall asleep too chiropractor (laughs) yeah i don't know something about the like first of all I never want to see a chiropractor ever in my life, uh-huh. even once. But like, <laughs> I super am. I have like, I don't know. I find it relaxing. <laughs> like listening to bones cracking. Yeah, I don't oh. know. I don't know why. It's, it's, uh, no, it's no wonder you love wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> One thing, something really weird about me that like I don't tell people. 
<laughs> well, we've aired yet another one of Erica's secrets. <laughs> Episode 61. <laughs> <laughs> um that's one of the nice things about the the 3ds um i've been playing a bit of pokemon on it not really enough that i have like concrete thoughts other than it's pokemon pokemon's good uh, but, the let's go pokemon no uh it's ultra moon um oh, cool. the last 3ds one so oh, sorry right 3ds my bad one of the nice things about the 3ds is as a system is like and pokemon is good for this as a game too but like i can play it before bed and when i get tired even if i'm in the middle of something mm-hmm. you can just shut it and oh, yeah like it as long as i get back to it and make sure i mostly keep it on my nightstand anyway so i can always just plug it in and make sure the battery doesn't die so it's nice because you can just kind of tap in and out as as easily as you want to it's not even like with my switch i feel like if i'm when i'm done playing it you know when i play it i'm like taking it off the dock and or you know using it in the dock on the tv and there's like a minute or so but there's still there isn't that feeling that i can just like shut it and stick it on the nightstand and then go to sleep Mm -hmm. because i want to put it away correctly so that like the animals don't knock it over or whatever whereas with the 3ds since it's just like a little a tiny thing i could just like shut it and shove it into the nightstand and it doesn't bother me totally. so it's nice for that I wonder how it works with the 2ds i wonder how that suspend works i would assume you push a button and then the power button i definitely think with the without the ability to close it though i don't think i would enjoy that system nearly as much as i do i think i would see it as even more of a pain to go back to than than i do now fair enough um but yeah i don't know what what games have you brought this week to play or what games have you brought this week that you have played to talk about alex oh boy (laughs) um let's start with the one that erica might be interested in somewhat okay so last week you were talking about the uh the bts rhythm game and not just bts it's just k-pop artists in general yeah, and I uh, I haven't really played phone rhythm games before really that much, uh, but I happened upon an advertisement <laughs> that I also sent to the group chat. I don't know if you watched it, but it is something special. I saw it in the Budokan during the G one. <laughs> so, <laughs> That's like, even better. <laughs> so I'm very so, familiar. Yes. <laughs> yes. So this was a advertisement featuring one Kenny Omega um for the game bang dream girls band party which is a japanese rhythm game for your mobile devices it seems it's like a, a lot great of, commercial yeah, it's a really good commercial it's currently playing on the streamed version of our podcast the video version if you are watching that um and it's good <laughs> the, the ad was ridiculous and was like okay let's see what this is all about and downloaded it because i just like I, like I said, I hadn't really played one, and there had been so much talk about it recently, so I thought I should try. Uh, and it's not what I expected. Um, for one, it has like a really in-depth story mode, which is like weird, especially for a free huh. game. Uh, like with individual characters, and you're like recruiting characters into various bands and like leveling them up and stuff like that. And there's like mm-hmm. like side quests where you learn more about them and stuff. It's really weird uh, in a good way. Though, admittedly, that does kind of get in the way of, you know, playing the songs every now and again, but whatever. Um, it takes you about like half an hour to 45 minutes to get going with your first song because there's, so oh, no. sto- there's so much story. It's like JRPG style. <laughs> I don't think I could handle that in a phone. You could totally skip it. 
Like there's yeah. a skip oh, button. Okay. Like it's kind of okay, but good, oh, good. I should note the animation during these scenes is fucking insanely good. Like it's kind of looks like a visual novel in its presentation or like a persona game, like when you're having a conversation, but they like almost look like 3D models that are animated extremely well and smoothly. Like it's actually insane. But uh to to kind of go from that's awesome to it's crappy again uh the first time you download the game it's like 30 40 megabytes or something like that and then it downloads downloads like 500 megabytes of other stuff as soon yeah. as you as soon as you launch it the first time so oh my god and, and i you, already you have no space on my phone you, you can't navigate away from it either like if you if you're on an android device and you like go to your home screen or something it stops the download until you're in the app again oh my god so no you, you can't use your I, phone when, you, when you're doing it I feel like that's a that's a pretty standard thing with a lot of games. So I just assume that anytime I download a phone game, I'm going to have to just plug it in and let it sit and download for 10 minutes or whatever and that's, walk away. That's the first time I've encountered it, actually. Oh, I encounter it. I'm actually surprised now when I download a game and it doesn't do that. If it's if it's this kind of game again, like if it's a game like Tense of Trees, that's one thing. Sure. But any like mobile RPG or rhythm game or like game that has a lot of that isn't just repeatable content over and over again with just jumbled around models. I sure it's, it's bad. The superstar games, you, you downloaded each song as you wanted to like play it for the first time, but because it was such a short clip of each song, like it was, you know, pretty fast, at least on my internet, but like, yeah, that's, you know. yeah, that's fair. I think that's what it's doing here, but this game also has like, an absolute ton of songs <laughs> like it's and the selection of songs is actually super insane um should i be deleting apps on my phone to download this game <laughs> i think it's really good um okay so like it, in terms of the music itself it ha i was really surprised by the selection like uh, the original it has a lot of original music and i would say a lot of the original music is kind of samey like it just kind of sounds mm -hmm. like generic j-pop a lot of the time uh, but it has persona music, like it has persona four and five music. It has stuff from shows like attack on Titan and the Evangelion theme, like Gurren Logan, Res zero, full metal alchemist, Roroni Kenshin, Kaon, sailor moon. That's cool. Psychopaths, Hatsune Miku, no game, no life. Like I could go on. There's tons of them. All right. So I'm like, deleting apps. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That sounds like it's worth playing for sure. Yeah. And it, and it's pretty generous with what it gives you for currency to buy those songs. Like it's in-game currency that you use to buy them. And like each song was like 250. And by the time I finished the tutorial section, I had like 3000 coins or whatever. So like, cool. I could basically play all the songs I wanted. So, um, yeah, it's good. And it, it does have gotcha mechanics. You don't have to interact with them at all from what I've encountered. Um, so I can't really complain about it. It's pretty generous with its free to playness and like, Man, if you watched YouTube videos of people playing that game at high levels, it's just totally mind-boggling. Like, I do not understand. Yeah, that's one thing about these. Like, Citus is the same way. Citus yeah. gets hard, and like, it's if you want to play it at expert at a high level, that's it's actually like impressive watching people play those that game. The thing I ran into with Citus One, I think Citus Two is a little bit better about this, but Citus One kind of throws all of the different types of music into a blender and you're just kind of playing through a list of songs mm -hmm. and yeah. so many of them are um, really generic, like yeah. really, really, really kind of painfully generic. And I, it's because 
I don't want to bag on it too hard because it's because the Sidus developers made all of the music for the game, I think, um, or at least a small team of people that they worked with made a lot of the music. I don't believe it is most 95% of it is established J-pop artists. I think there's a few songs in there that are like that, but I think Sidus 2 is better about it because at least they cut it into different genres. So even though some of it is not as um, interesting and unique, you can sort of say like, I want to play the screamo song now and now i want to play the, the edm song or whatever rather than just going down a list that of stuff that all kind of sounds the same man i this isn't the venue for this oh, no. i've never known why people call it screamo uh because it's it's emo but with screaming but like i've heard people call like children of bodums but, but that's that's just ignorant <laughs> okay that's, that's, that's just inside us too it is screamo it's oh, okay. like emo music with screaming so it's like bullet uh, for my valentine yes yes okay, exactly gotcha. yeah yes <laughs> we don't have Which to get, I, I, we don't I, have I to get into this right now <laughs> i don't necessarily have a problem with that either if it's good i don't know yeah I've, the issue i have with it is that term being used as a pejorative like because it's D- doesn't like there is good emo and there is good emo that has screaming in it out there too. Like, uh, yeah, but yeah, we don't, we, we don't have to talk about yeah. this. Here. It's fine. Yeah, sure. <laughs> but either way, um, on the topic of screaming bang dream girls band parties. Good. Yeah. <laughs> it's worth it. It's, it's worth a download, especially if you're into anime music and, or uh persona. Uh, that's the only game I've seen in there. I think uh, unless you count Hatsune Miku, but, I don't know. I don't think that counts. But what other game do you need, really? Yeah, it's true. When you're going for JRPGs, like you're not going to do Final Fantasy. They have their own rhythm game. (laughs) Um, There was another game I played. I'm going to give it all the time it deserves, uh, which is going to be about 30 seconds. (laughs) Was it the Division 2? No, that one deserves about 20 (laughs) seconds. Um, I played, let's call it four minutes of Super Spung Run, New Bob Amazing Adventure. Oh, God, you really did it. Yeah. So, you threatened us with this. So I'm not I'm not even putting a video up for this because it's terrible. Um, <laughs> basically, it's clip art of SpongeBob wearing a Mario hat is the icon. <laughs> the thing is, as soon as you get into the game, you're playing as Mario and it's called Super Mario Run. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm not even joking. What? Is it actually Super Mario Run? Like, No, it's not that game. It's You play Mario, just straight up Mario, but with like gray hair, and he has a jetpack. Okay, so it's a ripoff. Wow. It's a ripoff. So wait, is it like Jetpack Joyride then? Yes, but with okay. terrible controls that don't always okay. work. Jetpack Joyride is a good-ass game. Yeah, but it's not. Go- this one is not good. Um, no, I believe you. Um, <laughs> so to- wait, is it officially licensed SpongeBob? No. Oh, okay. SpongeBob only shows up on the title screen. That's the only place. That's the <laughs> only place. People, people need to go get this game now because it's not going to be on the store for much longer. Yep. If it's still there at all. Um, I am going to read a review. Uh, you have, you guys have heard this oh, already. Yeah. I'm going to read it for posterity. Quote, wow, a very nice a game. I like this one a lot. I hate a lot of fun playing these game. The animation is just like the televisual program show entitled Sponge, sorry, SpongeBob with Square Pants. Perhaps it is even better. Should be noted, SpongeBob is only on the main screen. Um, I played it for a lot of time and click pressed on every ad just to support the developer as you can see that this is really a labor of love. Amazing game. I only give three stars because I showed it to my infant nephew and he threw up over my tablet. I am typing I am typing this on my mobile telephone. <laughs> 
Wow. So yeah, don't download that game. That's a I'm sure it's full of fucking malware. <laughs> Um, but I'm going to talk about a real video game that I've uh, played. There and, we go. Okay. But I'm actually not going to talk about it very much this week. I think I'm going to be talking about it more next week. Okay. Uh, but this is to give you a bit of a preview. And uh, this just came out this week. Well, it's a remake of an old game called Caligula Effect. It is Caligula Effect Overdose. Um, now, I saw this on Steam and just assumed it was not good. So, <laughs> so I'm, I'm glad to I'm withholding my judgment on it so far. There's been things about it that have not been good. There's been things about it that have been kind of genius. So um, about a month ago, I talked about Heart of the Woods, uh, the VN, the LGBTQ VN. And that was a lot of letters. (laughs) (laughs) And um, I've actually stayed a part of their community and stuff like on their Discord, just kind of keeping up. And their community was blowing up about how excited they were about this game. And I was like, that's really interesting. I'd barely even heard of this. Like I, I'd heard of it when it came out on Vita two or three years ago. Uh, but yeah. all of the feedback I heard about it was that it was terrible. Yeah. Um, but they put a lot of love into this remake. They moved it to a completely new engine. It's on unreal four. Uh, they redid all the visuals they did. Re- they redid all the combat and stuff from what I understand. And they added a female protagonist because it was purely a male protagonist before. Uh, so I have been playing as the female protagonist, which has been cool. Um, in terms of the game, it's basically like persona, but, um, in terms of it's like themes, it's kind of like persona crossed with near. And by that, I mean, original near, not automata. Um, the combat is kind of like persona, but it's also like XCOM mixed with like frozen synapse. If you've ever played frozen synapse. So that's where it's like mischances and you're actually planning like three moves in advance and you have four party members and you're planning all of their moves in a sequential order. So this person juggles them into the air. This person uses their shot that hits people who are in the air. And then this other person like does a status effect. Like it's actually really neat. Um, though I will say it doesn't always work. (laughs) Uh, the frozen synapse part comes from you get to plan all of these moves. So you, like frozen signups, you get to see what the computer thinks the computer will do or like what the AI will do in response to whatever your move is. So you can kind of plan around that and go through different iterations until you finally lock in your final move set, uh, which is cool. It's, it's a really interesting system though. Like I said, sometimes it doesn't work because of mischance. So like, sure. I, I've had really frustrating moments where I have spent like, I don't know, a minute or something setting up this really detailed combo of, oh, this guy's going to do this and this girl's going to do this and blah, 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 blah. And then after the first move, instead of like, our, uh, I miss my first move and then enemy puts up a shield and all the other attacks just miss. <laughs> so <laughs> like sometimes it's just a little frustrating that way. It does do some cool stuff. Like um, it makes grinding a dungeon so much better than any other JRPG because your health and SP are per battle they they reset to full every battle so you're not having to go and like you know bring uh mana items or whatever with you at all the time so i actually really like that to me yeah yeah um i think uh, i want to withhold my feelings on it because i'm about eight hours in it's about a 20 or 30 hour game uh i've had pretty much a roller coaster of feelings about it ranging from thinking it's absolutely terrible to thinking it's like genius um yeah I, I could get into a lot of details about all of it but i think i want to wait until i finish it 
to kind of get into the story, get into what is so unique about it. Um, I feel like that's fair. Yeah. (laughs) And one thing I want to say about it that is really interesting and I think is worth looking up a video of or a picture of if you can find one is um, have any of you guys played Path of Exile? Yep. Okay. You know that massive ass skill tree? Yep. Yeah. Um, So imagine if you had a skill tree that is that massive with like I don't know. How many nodes does that have? Like 200? No, I think it's more than that, but yeah, it's a lot. Like, um, so imagine there is a social link system with every NPC in the game and there's 538 nodes of these social links and you have to navigate through all of them. I guess the, the question, the the thing we don't have to get into it now, we can get into it next week, but Mm -hmm. the thing maybe to think about as you think about talking about it next week, what frustrates me about games with huge systems like that, it works in Path of Exile because it's a service game. So you go, f- you play it in perpetuity. When I see story-based games that have a beginning, a middle, and an end, sometimes it's that's a it puts me off of the game if it's got this like massive network of nodes. Because are you going to engage with all of that? Right, and. That's actually a conversation I had with that community uh, originally because I was like, so how many people who are playing this game are actually interacting with this? It's called the causality link. And mm-hmm. they said you can completely ignore it if you want. And that, I just, that just, just frustrates me. It, it's mostly for the higher difficulties because they're, um, I should fair, know, I guess. These aren't actual social links. They're kind of like side quests. Sure. Uh, there are social links with your core party members, like, yeah, kind yeah. Of like in the persona style. Um, these are more like, you are learning about each of these characters. Uh, and okay, I'm going to get into it a bit. <laughs> um, I, I find it really interesting because the um, director of the game spent years and years studying psychology. So each of these NPCs has some kind of quote unquote trauma uh, that you are looking to deal with. So there's like uh, people with bipolar disorder or, um, uh, schizophrenia stuff like that and they're they're actually using medical terms which has been really cool like i've actually had to go in and look up a few terms because i didn't know what they meant like uh hyperthymesia <laughs> like <laughs> stuff like that and they're like oh yeah if someone has hyperthymesia you have to find someone who can counteract that like uh like that basically means these people are scared of their own past because they have secrets they don't want to share with anyone and you have to show them that everyone has secrets. So like you're doing all these side quests and what that gives you is, um, passive bonuses for the rest of the game. So like Alex, we have a question from the chat from one Allison uh-huh. who wants to know, do you think Allison would like this? <laughs> I'm going to wait until we finish or until the game is finished because, um, the first dungeon did not wow me. Uh, the second dungeon has been really interesting Hmm. in terms of just characterization and writing, uh, the localization I found like spelling errors and stuff. So like occasionally (laughs) it pulls you out. Um, so I, I, I'm going to wait until I finish it, which I I plan on finishing it this week. So 
I'm excited to hear what you have to say about it. Cause I feel like you've said a lot of things that make me want to play it, but the fact that you're not like hype about it or, or that you're more reserved about giving it like a glowing review yeah. has me like, you know, and, and I think if you look online, the reviews have been similar. I saw a few 10 out of 10s and I saw a few two out of 10s. So yeah, <laughs> that's interesting. I'm definitely interested in that too. I don't think it's something I would be able to squeeze into my, list of things I have to play anytime in the very near future, but it sounds intriguing. I like persona a lot. So, you know, yeah. and the, the thing is, um, from what I understand talking to that community is that it's kind of the anti persona in yeah, that, sure. in that it, um, it sets you up to believe some characters are going to act a certain way, especially with like anime tropes. Oh, the redheaded girl is going to be all fiery and mm-hmm. stuff, but it turns out, no, the redheaded girl is really reserved and has been through like, uh, domestic abuse or something like that. Sure. And like you're uncovering this and like, it's just, it's, it's really interesting. And yeah, I'll, I'll, again, we'll see how it goes, but Caligula effect overdose. It's on, I'm playing it on switch. Uh, I think it's on everything though. That's cool. It's on switch. I just saw it on PC. So it's neat. Cool. Um, Erica. Yes. What have you brought for us this week? Um, I'm playing a game called Hypnospace Outlaw. Fuck God, it looks so cool. (laughs) It's it's great. (laughs) I don't think I want to play that game, but I I just want to watch people play. I mean, you might, honestly. I don't know. It looks like a a lot and a half to sit down and play that game. I would say, like, if you're a fan of Papers, Please... And if you're a fan of like her story mm-hmm. and if you're a fan of geo cities, <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, I'm a fan of all of those things. <laughs> then this is a good game for you. I love that last one. <laughs> yeah. So like, um, I was watching the quick look uh, from a uh, giant bomb for it yeah, yesterday. That's... Um, yeah, like I, I hadn't heard of the game. I, I know it's been like hyped for almost a year now, but um, I hadn't heard of it before. And then uh, my husband was watching the quick look and then he stopped the quick look and was like, no, you need to watch this with me. And then I immediately downloaded <laughs> the game. <laughs> so, Wait, can, can we pause for one second? Yeah, I don't mean to interrupt, but it only has 154 user reviews right now on Steam. But it's it's at ninety nine percent positive. That's great. It's great. It's <laughs> it's wonderful. That's real good. Um, it's fantastic. Well, maybe I will play this game. So, like Ben <laughs> so, from Giant Bomb called it uh, called it uh, said that you play as a GeoCities cop, which is <laughs> an extremely good way to like describe what this game is. <laughs> and like, it looks like you're on an old computer from the like mid to late nineties. So like yes. it has all the computer OS interface, right? Yes, it does. And it's like, it's done in such a loving way. Like you could tell that the developer of this game really has a lot of affection for like what was, what technology was like in, you know, the, the mid to late nineties, because mm-hmm. like, it's not, okay so today i was playing right and i had a virus on my computer (laughs) like my in-game computer Mm -hmm. and so like for whatever reason i had like 
like my, the whole screen just kept like rocking side to side because I was <laughs> That's cool. I uninstalled. Like I uninstalled the program that was giving me the virus. But then like after that, it said like, oh, whatever dot exe was mostly uninstalled from your computer. <laughs> so that was like the only thing that was left that's behind. Cool. That's kind of that's really the two funny. things, the two things that look and you can maybe like assuage my concerns and get me to buy it. But like the two things that I was wondering is one, if it actually interacts with the OS, which it sounds like it does. Yeah, um, for sure. Cause I saw all those elements and it's very cool. Like being able to enable the console and stuff. But if that doesn't mean anything and if you're not using it, like, I don't know that I'm that, enthused about that stuff just being like aesthetic trappings so you're i mean of all asking... of those icons that are on like the the desktop or whatever i have clicked at all of them several times and you know you do stuff with them but then okay. also i've downloaded like a bonsai buddy style like cool. <laughs> like dude who comes and talks to you you know cool. like, yeah so that's kind of asks you if you need help like <laughs> the other thing that i'm wondering is whether or not it's like linear <laughs> Okay. Sorry. Go ahead. What were you going to say, Alex? I was going to say, just from what I've seen, I haven't played it, but it didn't exactly look wholly linear, but I don't know, Erica, there what are, do you say? There are cases. So like, you know, you're going based on this, like five different like laws that the users can, well, not laws, but you know, rules that they can break. Like, I, I forgot what they are, but they're like, the acronym was chime. It's like yeah, copyright yeah, yeah. infringement, harassment, harassment whatever. Yeah. Um, and a malicious software. Uh, right. sure. yeah. So like, um, so there are cases and you can close the case once you hit like, uh, however many, uh, reported violations, like they, they want you to hit, like if there's like two or four or whatever, but you can get like bonuses if you find more, but you can find those at any point. It's just, you can close the case after like two and then like another one will like pop up for you. Sure. But like, you can also, if you don't, if you, if you're like, Oh, I feel weird about like closing this one, because what if there's more that I find later, like you can still report it and you'll still get paid. The, the whole thing is you're getting paid, um, to do this. Like you're with like their weird hypno coins, which are not like real money. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and like, uh, so you're trying to earn your hypno coins by like reporting these things or going on investigations that they, uh, they send you on. Um, so it doesn't, I'm not going to say it's like, not linear but it's like it's i don't know I guess, I guess i guess the thing the the best adventure games all adventure games and this is basically like an adventure game right like that's kind of what you're yeah. interacting with the with the adventure is on the web but like the the best yeah, is. all adventure games really are when you boil it down is a series of like mouse clicks, right? Like I'm, I'm, I'm talking like LucasArts style adventure games, like mist and stuff. Like mm -hmm. it's all puzzles, which you could look at a guide that doesn't, that just says click here, click here, click here, click here, click here, click here, click here. Um, the best adventure games obfuscate that by making it, the puzzles really engaging and, and interesting. And by like, um, 
making you feel like you are having impact in the space, even if what you're actually doing input wise is just clicking on different things. So like watching this be played, the art is so good. And like the audio is so good. And so much of the presentation is incredible. Mm -hmm. But if what I'm, what you're doing primarily is like open web page, look for thing, click on thing, compare that thing to a thing you saw before and then click on another thing based on that. Like that's the thing that it seemed like maybe it could be, you could fall into of it seeming kind of like you're just sort of pixel hunting a web page instead of a, 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 a background. Hmm. I feel like you could kind of say the same thing for papers, please though. I mean, at some point, to an just- extent, yes. And that's part of why I didn't enjoy papers, please as much as I ended up enjoying return of the Oberdin, which you could also say that about, sure. um, because of the way that Oberdin presents it all, it worked more for me. So it's more of a me thing than anything else. Like I'm not saying that's kind of why I say like all adventure games, all point and click adventure games kind of boil down to that. Because like, so you're looking for something that more uses your brain as the mechanic. Like, uh, yes. So yeah, like, that's like, a good way to put it. even though we might have misgivings about the creator of the game, the witness was very good at that where right. uh, yes, you were only, you were only that, yeah. blocked. Like you could go in any order and you were only blocked by your knowledge. So as you, right. you unlocked more knowledge and logic, you were able to progress. So like that's, that's, that's a perfect game, example. This game is not as good as the witness, <laughs> but few <laughs> which is fine. But, it doesn't need to be. But, but like, I, I would say that, I mean, I'm finding it difficult. You know, I think, okay. I, I think I'm like, cool. I'm, I, and not to sound, not, not to sound, you know, braggy and cocky, but like, I, I've played a lot of these types of games. You're like I think too. I'm good at them. Yeah. Like yeah. I think I'm good at puzzly games and I, sure got stuck for 45 minutes just now. <laughs> so right. like, That's cool. so like there, there's definitely, there's definitely difficult elements to this. I, I just would say that it's not like, you're not getting hit with every single case all at once. And you need to just like, you know, find it there's unlisted pages and stuff too. So mm-hmm. like there are, you know, it's not just like, you're, I mean, there, there is a finite number of pages, I'm sure, but it's not like you, you're just going to, you can't just click through all of them and just check each one of them for whatever you're looking for, you, you know, get to the dark web. I think ultimately what I wish this, what this game made me like watching this game be played. And this game does not have to be this to be really good either, but ultimately watching this game be played made me want this game, but also it's deus ex mm-hmm. where like, not that the structure of the game changes at all, but that you're actually given different routes to solve problems that are all things you would have to come up with just by observing the environment sure. being the web pages. And then it has effects on where the narrative goes based on the ways you resolve things. Mm-hmm. But I don't expect this game to be that either. Because- I, so I think that might happen. Okay, cool. So, I mean, it's like, like, it could. like, I don't, I don't know for sure yet, but there is, there's definitely some hints that like, you know, there's some shitty things maybe going on with like the, the, the hypnospace organization. Yeah. The hypnospace organization. Like, uh, there's like, uh, one of the things that you can, one of the violations is extra legal commerce. So like if you, uh, if you, um, there's, I forgot what it's called. Kappa cash. I think it's like a, I don't know. I guess it was like another way for people to get paid in the game where like you can't, Cause you can't exchange hypno coins for real money, but you can exchange whatever Kappa cash is. So like you do get, 
an email at some point saying like, okay, go find everybody with the cap of cash, like on their sites, except this one guy, do not report this guy. Hmm. And like, interesting. Okay. That's like cool. That was maybe like a branch there as to whether or not, mm-hmm. like how, how the organization is going to treat you eventually. That's interesting. That's very cool. Um, is there a fail state? Like, can you, like what happens if you say this person is, engaging in one of these transactions and you point to this evidence, but they weren't like, does it tell you that does you fail a case? Um, you don't fail a case. As far as I know, there's no real like downside to like accusing anybody of anything. Um, which I think is kind of actually good. Cause I do think that some things are a little bit on the like ambiguous side as to whether or not like, like, is this, you know, is this image graphic? Like, Cause it says like, you know, like no gory images, but you know, there's like a guy getting his head chopped off. Like, I don't know, but it's like, you know, I don't, it's not like, it doesn't look gory to me, but like, yeah, for sure. Also, you know, not like, so there's some gray areas there. So I think it's actually better to not have it punish you for it. But, um, but yeah, as far as I know, there's no real downside to like, uh, reporting somebody and you find out like almost immediately, like it runs slow. Cause it's like a slow, it's like an old computer, mm-hmm. but like it, it gives you like semi immediate feedback before you That's start cool. doing anything okay. else. Cool. Yeah. That's good to know. Yeah. I think a good analog to kind of what I was saying before you mentioned her story earlier and her story is one of my, the reason I actually, I think the whole reason that I like her story as much as I do, it's less because of the interface and it's because based on what you do and don't watch, you can end up with a different understanding of how the events of that narrative played out Mm -hmm. and it leads to a choice at the end and it asking you what your feelings on the case as a whole are. And I won't spoil it for anyone who hasn't played it, but it's fascinating because there is such a wealth of material there Mm -hmm. and to go through it all feels very daunting. Mm -hmm. But if you don't go through it all and you and you commit to the end, suddenly you're left with a like, well, wait, but what did it, was I right? And the game leaves it very open as to whether or not you were. So that's, that kind of set a standard for me for these kinds of games of like, mm-hmm. that's sort of what I want is that ambiguity and to see it borne out into a game that is a little bit more, it has more stuff that you do rather than just watch video clips. Mm-hmm. Not that I'm knocking her story because it's a brilliantly told story and it's really good, but it's a, such a simple set of interactions. This looks like it might be that, but almost like built out further. And then obviously with a totally different aesthetic and tone, yeah. but, uh, but I don't know. It looks really cool. It looks yeah. like something that I probably should play. Yeah. Like I'll let you know how I feel about it when I finish it. Cause yeah. I can't imagine I won't finish it at this point. Um, I'm like, uh, I'm a few hours in, but not, I think it's about a, a 10 ish hour game wow. to, to beat it. But there's like, cool. there's a lot more content in there if you want it. Um, but yeah, I think it's about 10 to, to see the story. Um, but I'm maybe like four ish so, hours in. So Erica, mm-hmm. what was your GeoCities page? <laughs> or, or, or your homestead page or your what, what was there like ultimate i was like no, a little ultimate. too young for GeoCities. like i remember visiting GeoCities pages but n- i never had one <laughs> yeah i didn't have one either i just yeah. i just visited them i think yeah. i probably had a lincoln park one at some point <laughs> no i did have I've, I've told the story numerous times recently and i i i don't know why it keeps coming up like it's not been prompted by this game but i was in a um 
Battlefield 1942 Desert Combat specifically oh, clan called the Dark Killer Penguins. <laughs> um, it was like period semicolon DKP period semicolon was the clan tag. Sure. We had a GeoCities page that when you went to it, um, it was there was a 50 chance that you would hear Paradise City or headstrong by traps. <laughs> That's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, and then it listed our, our contact information. We did play That's one so competitive match, uh, which we called ourselves a professional team and the other team called themselves a professional team, but no one was getting paid and there wasn't anyone watching though, so, uh, which we won. And then I never, we never played any other clan matches. <laughs> yeah, I, I had, I was more of the Zanga era. Um, <laughs> I ran, I ran a Zanga at one point that like compiled like a list of, uh, and I put so many hours into it too, <laughs> of like MP3s that you could like just stream straight from like the computers that you could put it in as like your song, yeah. like from the browser, like an in browser one, but it was only I lovingly compiled it of only pop punk music. Yep, that's <laughs> so, very good. It was your mixtape. So mixtape, yeah. <laughs> but, but you know, but Pat, um, I was also in a clan in the, around those eras <laughs> and I was in a clan with star Trek Voyager elite force, uh, <laughs> with- <laughs> With, awesome. with the elite force posse EFP that's very who were affiliated with new world order NWO, not the wrestling organization. And I, I distinctly remember the sports branch, but, <laughs> but I distinctly remember telling my father, dad, I joined a clan and him being like, what? Yeah, <laughs> my, that was, I ultimately had to leave the dark killer penguins because, uh, we communicated through AOL instant messenger. And at one point my mom sat down at the computer when I was still logged into aim. And, uh, the, the person like started talking and asking me to play and, um, use some, not like slur filled language, but mm-hmm. at the time for me, who was like, 13 it was definitely colorful language sure because this dude was like in his 20s that i was that ran this clan and my mom was like who is this and then when i explained it i was i was made to make my retire from professional battlefield 1942 desert combat play. yeah but it's super funny being a 12 year old being like yeah clan is just a group of people who are playing games online and then just being like the reaction being oh, oh yeah good <laughs> <laughs> at least they didn't get called cults like yeah. when 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 it was decided that yeah. clan was going to be the the, the the vernacular at least it wasn't like no we don't want to touch clan let's let's go with cults i don't know if it's that much better in retrospect but who am i to say either way this game seems pretty good yeah there's also it, the music is so good yeah it's so good there's like a fake lincoln park band called yes Sage. <laughs> it's just great as someone as someone who actually really liked lincoln park and same <laughs> still, still likes lincoln park to be honest same uh, i was that was hilarious there's <laughs> that there's like there's like a christian like 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 there's like gospel music on here it's just like oh, it's great it's fantastic it's that's very funny i can't wait to play that game it's all good it's the fonts the font choices are fantastic like i just like i can't say enough good things about the way this game looks like i feel like there's a really thin line between like too much and like just enough and it's just enough you know that's good to hear but yeah i don't know you should play this game. We should, <laughs> if we if we did a best style 
award, this would basically win. Well, yeah. we do do a best looking award. <laughs> we can have the fight again this year if that means art direction and aesthetic or and this uh, wins both. Technical. This wins both, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, well, that sounds great. Um, I would love to fit it in with all of the uh, other games that I am now currently Dude, engaged in. Your uh, list is like a zillion items long. Yeah, we won't, we won't <laughs> go into. I won't go into detail about every single thing I played. Um, like I know that you grab videos for things like The Sims Four. I don't think there needs. I don't need to say that much about The Sims Four, other than The Sims is really good and. I do a thing every year where I buy like when the most recent expansion goes on sale for like half off or whatever, mm -hmm. I'll buy it, um, then reinstall it and play it for, you know, whatever, 10 hours of over a couple weeks and then usually let it go again. Um, I, the only thing that I'm trying to get out of this time is I always tend to make like, uh, like nerdy, couple living in the city in an apartment that have nerdy jobs. And then I just play that. <laughs> and that's like what I always do. <laughs> so I'm kind of trying, I mean, I'm in that, I'm in that situation right now, but I want to move them out of the city and actually build a house and stuff. Cause I like never engage with the building elements or anything. Cause I just move them into apartments. Cause I think the apartment mechanics are fun. Sure. Uh, Cause you have to deal with like your neighbors and stuff. Mm -hmm. um, but it's the, the interesting thing that the most recent expansion added, it's called get famous. Um, it's from like October or November last year. Um, in the past, uh, I think the Sims two, they didn't have a fame based expansion for the Sims three. There was a mechanic for it in there, but it was pretty limited. This whole expansion was built around adding fame points to the game, which is kind of, um, feels what i just thought about fame douglas and if they put fame douglas into the sims oh, well, you could put fame douglas into the sims <laughs> right there's no reason you could. <laughs> um, the, the thing that's cool about uh the, the celebrity system is that they went through it adds a new career type it adds the acting career um but they actually went back through i think every single career uh, of which there are like 30 or 40 or something like that and um they added uh fame stuff to each career. Like you can just get famous on your own. Like you can post to Instagram. Uh, there's like a, it's called Simstagram because of oh, course it is. Uh, and you can actually like <laughs> take pictures of your pets and put them on Simstagram, which oh, is like a thing. And then you're back in. Like my family has a cat and the guy took, cause he's a cat lover. That's one of his traits. He took a picture of the cat and posted it to Simstagram. And then the cat got fame points. So your pets can get famous. <laughs> what? And stuff. That's the, all right. That's, that's pretty good. That's the thing with these expansions <laughs> is like, if you say like, Oh, it has a fame system on its face. That seems kind of like limited for an expansion. But the thing with the Sims four that they've managed to do so brilliantly is integrate those systems in so deeply with existing expansion mechanics, That's like the cat thing, you can't have a cat unless you have the cat, the pets expansion. So the fact that they included that as a thing is really impressive because it shows that the expansions all link together in a way that they all kind of felt like their own little islands to a degree in previous games mm -hmm. um, to me anyway. So I think that's really cool. They also add things to like my, the, uh, the, the woman in the house that I'm playing is a politician. Um, so she has fame 
situation, like she has situations come up. She's still like a low level politician. Um, but as you get elected to different offices and it's a mechanic, like the career mechanics are actually like pretty cool in the Sims Four. the politician career. You actually have to like get people to vote for you and stuff mm-hmm. and sort of campaign. Um, you gain fame points for doing that kind of stuff, even though that career has been around for a while. And then like hmm. the dude that I'm playing has is a tech guru. So it's a path that actually branches and you can either become an esports professional or a startup, the guy who runs startup companies. So I went the startup route, but if you do the esports side, um, you can, uh, you, you, um, can do like, as far as I know, I haven't actually engaged with it yet, but you can do like live streams and stuff. Um, where you get fame points for that. And then there's a whole fame, there's a fame skill tree. And like, when you go out in public, people will recognize that you're famous and either accost you or you get bonuses sometimes for different things. So it's a pretty cool expansion. Um, I feel like that's something I feel like Arteezy is going to play that and then make it. (laughs) Yeah. So the thing that is, is I'm hoping with, I really kind of hope the Sims four is the last Sims game. Um, they, the one fundamental feature that it doesn't have that the Sims three did that I really liked, but was kind of divisive among the community was the Sims three was an open world game. Um, in that the whole neighborhood was loaded in at once. So you could walk your Sim from the house down the street and follow them with the camera to go to like the grocery store or whatever. I thought that was very cool. Um, it limited certain things with like, um, lot size and it was limiting in ways with like what you could do to lots because technically it was hard to to have all of those like have such a to have too detailed of a map basically like it wasn't like there was hard limits on you can only put this many objects in your home or anything but it definitely was um more limited than uh than than the sims 4 is in terms of what you can build on a lot and do on a lot but uh but otherwise like do you, I, I, if, if they were to make a Sims five and this is all, what always happens with Sims games, it was a little better from Sims two to three because of the whole open world thing. And then from three to four, because it was, it allowed you to do more detailed stuff. Um, but if they were to make a Sims five and it didn't have the fame system in it, it would feel like a step backwards. Yeah. So I kind of hope that they continue to just add things to the Sims four. It's a great looking game. Um, it, it plays very, very well. Uh, the, the, they kind of hit a sweet spot in terms of how, um, the like lifetime of your Sims works versus what you can accomplish and stuff. So I don't know. It's a very cool game. I don't, I can certainly answer any questions, but everyone knows what the Sims is. <laughs> For one, that actually reminds me a lot of the Civilization Six expansion, the Gathering Storm, in that yeah. like its its mechanics are retroactive and like the like makes the whole game better because it's like a um yeah it's like a persistent factor across everything so that's yeah. super neat and also i like how you said this is this is a game we didn't have to talk very much about so yeah, I know. oh boy <laughs> we're in for a long one yeah. no i won't i that's actually about how long i think everything that i have to talk about is uh are you interested in um uh stylish action or uh com- competitive mobile gaming um, the, sure <laughs> yes you have to pick one Oh, I'm going to talk about them both. Let's talk oh. about mobile gaming. Yeah. Okay. So have either of you ever played um, Clash Royale? No. 
I'm, I'm uh, aware of it, but I have not actually. I'm like it. familiar with it, but I haven't. I have, yeah, like Xavier played it. So I've seen okay. him play it. So quickly on a basic level, Clash Royale is two lanes. You have a hand of cards. You play those cards uh, into either lane. Then they rush your opponent's side of the map. Cards clash in the middle. The playing a card summons a unit. Basically, you can't control the units after you play them. Um, playing the card causes it to run towards your opponent's base and the goal is for them to get through their enemies and kill their opponent's base. It's a really cool system because it is all about counters. So it's all about like, I see what my opponent is playing and I need to play something that will effectively counter it or take advantage of the fact that they just spent a lot of resources playing a big card in this lane so I can press the other lane. Mm -hmm. It's like very simple strategy on its face, but it actually has a lot of depth because of the way all of the different units interact because there's like Tons of units. So anyway, the problem with Clash Royale that I had was it's extremely, extremely pay to win, like extremely, extremely, like you have to pay to, for the privilege of being competitive basically, um, which was an immediate turnoff for me. Um, because as you climb their ranked ladder, which is not actually a ladder, but if you, as you climb their rankings, um, you get access to higher levels of cards and then you have to grind out or pay for, currency to upgrade your cards and it can just go on perpetually. And so what it means is like when you match against someone, you might just play someone who has higher level cards. Um, and that sucks and it makes it impossible for me to feel like it's a like good competitive game. Uh, even though they do have a competitive scene for it, it's like, imagine if in hearthstone you were gated from having certain cards because you're lower ranked on the ladder. It doesn't, work for me at all and yeah. it feels really what i heard about clash royale is that they would purposefully match you into some matches that were with someone who was higher level that way yeah. that they would be like hey look this guy's doing so much better because he has these cards yeah i don't know if that cards. actually happened or not or if it was ever confirmed but it certainly felt that way playing it mm. right I was going to say, like, why wouldn't they just match you with people who have similar cards to as you? But I guess that that's exactly why. That's kind of the idea is that it was you were in these brackets where you would move up over time and then you'd be fighting a new tier of cards. Yeah. But it didn't work out well. So anyway, what I played some of this week um, is a game called Minion Masters. So this is a it's a PC game, um, not on mobile. Um, and it's been in early access for a while. It's the people that made the forced games which I hadn't really even heard of before I checked this game out a while ago, but they have, I mean, some people played them. They were like hard based, but like action RPGs. They had like, I think like a tower defensive one and then an action RPG one um, that are fairly well regarded on steam actually in terms of the user reviews. Sure. Uh, oh, oh, I do know what this is. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so minion masters, I played it about a year ago and then it's, and it seemed like it kind of was, not gonna make it frankly like mm -hmm. it seemed um like a cool idea it's very much in the vein of clash royale that's kind of why i went through that it's like you could almost call it a clone of that for sure um so it, it was the uh oh god what was the uh battle royale game that was terrible oh yeah Radi it was like yeah, the radical yeah. heights of these kinds of games yeah and so i was kind of like eh, it didn't have that great of a look and it felt kind of I didn't love the tone of the art, um, which I don't in clash clans or clash Royale either, but sure. it just, it felt like it wasn't going to make it. And at the time I thought it had a similar card leveling mechanic. I don't think it ever did, but I think I thought it did last year when I played it. 
and the UI is very confusing in like mm-hmm. the the like main screen, not the game screen, but like the the menus are really confusing. So I kind of like played it for a little bit and then let it go. Um, but I noticed last week that there was a free piece of DLC for it being offered. Um, so I clicked into it cause I was like, well, I do have this. When I played it last year, I spent like five bucks to get into the early access cause their early access starting pack was on sale or whatever. Sure. I was like, well, I do have this, so I should grab this free DLC. I'm surprised this game is still running, frankly. Um, and so I clicked into this team page and saw that, uh, I want to, I want to get the numbers right. I should have pulled it up ahead of time. Um, I immediately was drawn to the fact that it is now free to play. So it does not cost anything to get in out of, um, 13.5 thousand reviews of all time. It's got an 88% positive. Pretty good. And, uh, out of the 4,000 reviews in the last month, it has a 96% positive. Wow. Um, cool which I'm not a big fan of steam reviews because I think they can be manipulated negatively in really shitty ways. But generally if something is reviewed very well, Mm -hmm. um, it's a good sign. So I was kind of surprised that like, and then there's all of these press accolades in the, from like YouTubers and influencers and stuff. Um, so I was kind of like, well, maybe I should try this game again. They're putting out (laughs) this big new piece of content and there's all this stuff. And I think it's pretty fantastic. And I think it probably has legs for quite some time. Um, because it, it does all the cool stuff that Clash Royale did, but there's not the same pay-to-win issues. You don't level up your cards. Um, you technically do, but they, it's mostly for cosmetic reasons. Um, by leveling up cards, you can include multiple copies of them in your deck, but that's pretty negligible and only really relevant for like super high-level play. So by the time you were to play at that level anyway and really need it... Um, you would probably have the cards leveled up anyway. Cause it's not like they're, they're not going from level one to five or whatever. Um, and then getting stronger as they go. So it's flat. And then it's also structured more like a game like Hearthstone in terms of the way it's ranked ladder works. Um, you're getting ranked against people that are of the same rank as you. And then sort of progressing down a, from wood league to stone league to whatever. Um, so more like a traditional MOBA or a card game, uh, rank system. And it's just a collectible, card game in terms of the way you get the cards. You could argue that there's pay to win elements to any CCG, which is fair, but, um, the, uh, the, you're just getting like packs of cards and they give you a lot of free cards and you only really need 12 to build a deck. I think it's 12. No, I'm looking at the 10 actually. You only need 10 to build a deck. So it's not like you need to collect hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of them. And like the DLC that they put out for free last week was basically a deck of the new faction mm-hmm. to just go in and play with a bunch of stuff that's synergized as well already. So that stuff is really cool. The matchmaking is quick. The games take three to 10 minutes, depending on how contentious they get, which is like, a, feels like a really good amount of time, but they still feel like there's a lot of strategy. Hmm? I was going to say that seems like ideal because you could just hop in and out if you want to. Yep. Um, There's cool 2v2 modes where like you have a teammate and you're both playing cards into the the arena. And then the other thing that I really love, there's a lot of cool cosmetic stuff, but it's actually, um, there are different uh, masters they're called as well. So you build your deck and then you pick what master to play with. And the masters have basically like kind of mobile like abilities. Um, and they're the guys that like stand on your base 
Um, and they're kind of like summoning the units. So like the one you start out with, they're, uh, they're, they're treated like mobile characters. So you can buy a pack that includes all of them for like 20 bucks, or you can play free rotation characters. And then everybody gets access to the most basic guy for free. Um, and that most basic one, the way he works is he just has like a bow and arrow and he shoots it at enemies that start to come close to the tower. Um, and as you play the match, um, if you're watching the video, like the, the, the bridges between the two sides of the play field change colors based on who most recently ran units over them. Mm -hmm. So when it's your, when it's blue, that means you are in control of it and, um, you're gaining XP at a steady clip. Um, and, uh, I believe you get XP whenever you send a unit over while you're in control of it too, but you'll notice like little XP bubbles pop up over them. So that levels up your character's ability, um, your master's abilities. Some of them are active. Some of them do things like add additional cards to your deck, depending on the character, the basics, uh, bow and arrow guy, um, his, I believe his, his attack speed increases with one level. And then the next level, his shot becomes global, which makes it very powerful for pressuring. Cause it, he can shoot, he'll shoot anything, even if it's on the other side of the map. So anyway, there's like 15 characters like that too, so that you can kind of synergize putting your deck of cards together with one of these characters and their abilities. Um, like the character in the, in the video right now, he can on the left side, he can actually jump down from the platform and become a creep that's running across the board and a strong one. Um, so it's cool. There's just a lot of really neat abilities. There's a ton of cards. It's really, accessible, um, kind of easy to understand at a basic level. Uh, and then it gets pretty deep as you play it. So I recommend it. Cool. I, I, I know you said you weren't really thrilled about the look of this game and I think it's kind of like, kind of not cute, but I kind of like it. No, so actually I should say it's gotten way better. Um, when I played it last year, it didn't have as diverse a set of art. There weren't like different arenas and the cards were a lot more, generic looking now i think it actually has a pretty solid look it's it's uh, a little I saw a dude named king puff for a second i yeah. really like the look of that dude <laughs> yeah yeah so there's some cool stuff in there visually um they've definitely continued to improve so and it's free so there's nothing to stop you from trying it out uh and they give you a fair number of cool things to play with for free uh so yeah i recommend that um and then uh Sorry, you said it's only pc right Yes, it is only PC. It works really well on PC because um, you, they bind, you have four cards in your hand at a time mm -hmm. from your 10 card deck and they bind them to the QWE and R keys. Oh, okay. So you can, you can drag them out. Like in the video we have up, there's the person's dragging them out, but no one would do that. You put the, <laughs> the hockey and it just snaps to your mouse pointer when you have the hockey. So like you just drop it where you want to drop it. Dota with someone who clicks their abilities. Yes. It's, you don't do that. <laughs> don't ever do that. Uh, but uh, because of that too, since it has that sort of, it's, it makes it pretty accessible and you don't, it doesn't feel like you are um, at a disadvantage. If your APMs aren't good, it's not like an RTS where you need to like be able to click things really fast. You can actually get by even if you're just wanting to play at a little bit slower pace. So that's mm -hmm. cool. Um, Boy, Pat, it sounds like you've been playing some free to play games. What is another good free to play game that is better than a currently for sale game? Uh, I would say better than three. So like better than one for sale game that just came out, but I guess the jury's still kind of out significantly better than a recent triple a game and still better than another triple a game. I have been playing uh, quite a bit of Warframe this week. Mm 
uh, which is the, in my opinion, the Schluter killer. Um, if everyone just played <laughs> Warframe, we wouldn't need no stinking oh, destinies. God, we wouldn't we, need no stinking anthems. Are we using Schluter for for every? Now? It's it's over. It's already over. Okay. Uh, <laughs> you already uh, did it. You can't take it back now. <laughs> no, I mean it's already over in a wrestling sense. <laughs> oh, Schluter is, is the term now. Oh no, <laughs> I, I think it's only over with you. <laughs> <laughs> That's not true. Open Twitter and Alex Navarro. <laughs> it's you too. No, there's so many people. So many people. Uh, yeah. the, the spot on the spot on me crew has settled on calling them co-op shooters, which I take issue with because there were co-op shooters before Destiny, and there will be co-op shooters when the Schluter is dead. Oh God. God, please don't say Schluter again. <laughs> I'm gonna keep saying it. Just wait till next week when Sam's on and he has a, he has to talk about the the not as good Schluter. The no, next thing is that Warframe is not a Schluter. it's 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 not it's a it's a fantastic action based shooter in schluter trappings uh so anyway (laughs) every time you say it i get more tense (laughs) it's just like it's an i don't understand why just the sound of it sounds horrible is it i mean like is it like a moist thing like yeah. the word moist is bad yeah it's like it's be really bad if you had a moist schluter to play oh god <laughs> my schluter is so moist when we're talking about this let's just uh, so i'm announcing my retirement from this podcast right now <laughs> so we have a podcast title thanks <laughs> moist moist schluters <laughs> God. Anyway, anyway, uh, Warframe. Have either of you played Warframe before? No, but no. I've, we've talked about it quite a bit at this point. Yeah, we have talked about it a fair bit. But uh, the thing that uh, that I, I this week I sort of started the week deciding like ah, I'm going to get my K drive, which is the hoverboard in the the Fortuna open world zone that we've kind of talked about before. Um, so I did that, and that was fun. Um, and then I just kept playing it, and I just think like that everyone should play that game That's cool because it's, it's like really, really, really good. Um, in a way that it satisfies. like if you sit down and you want to play something mindless where you just like grind through stuff, you could open up Warframe and do that and still be doing productive things. If you want to play really challenging cooperative content that you actually have to really think about your loadout and build going in, it has that in it. If you want to play a more open worldy kind of game where you're just sort of like literally riding around on a hoverboard that you can do tricks, Tony Hawk style tricks on that is in this game. Like if you want to play a space game, there are space missions in this game where you fly around in 3d space and it feels like you're flying in an Anthem uh, javelin, Mm -hmm. but you get to shoot a gun and swing a sword while you're flying around in space. Like it's an anime, which is fucking (laughs) rad. Uh, it's just like, there's so much meat to it. And I think it's so intimidating from when you, when you watch people play it, like giant bomb had a stream this week where they played with Mike Mahardy from uh GameSpot, mm-hmm. and all of the giant bomb folks that were on it. I think it was Alex, Dan and Vinny all just kind of like looked like mouth agape at the end of it. And I think Vinny said, um, it's like Mike showed them a, a peanut butter sandwich and then, the results of like what it would look like if someone had to develop a peanut butter sandwich for 12 years. Um, (laughs) And that's totally fair because it is 
<laughs> it does kind of look like nonsense when it's on screen, but sure. um, it, it's it actually is way more accessible than it looks at first glance because the way it doles out content to you is very much like just play through missions. And eventually you're going to hit a point where the game is going to tell you, you need to do something that you won't know how to do. Mm -hmm. And then you will go onto Google and search. Like for me, it was, I needed to scan three Cephalon fragments to open a relay Uh to another planet to proceed down the map. I didn't know what a Cephalon fragment was or how to scan them. So I searched Cephalon fragments Warframe and then came up with like a guide for that whole system and what it is about. And did some reading for five minutes and then understood and then started working through that objective. And it's just a really cool way to sort of teach you over time, how the mechanics work. I hit a difficulty wall where there was a boss I couldn't beat. So I finally had to start interacting with the mod system, which is like very much at the core of that game. Um, All of the frames and weapons, the characters and weapons that you have, you equip mods on them, which are like cards that give them bonus damage, elemental damage, faster fire speed, whatever. Uh, and it's extremely intimidating at first because there's thousands of them. Um, and it's not, you have to put time into acquiring and upgrading specific ones. So at first it's very intimidating. Cause it's like, you could, you, you like I had built up a lot of currency to upgrade cards with, I could have very easily burned 20 hours of having, acquired stuff on a shitty card that I shouldn't be really using. That's very situational and not good for me to use at that time with that frame or weapon. So it's intimidating, but it's a really fun, like <laughs> the, it's almost like if you woke up one day, I don't know if, if either of you do this, but like I used to do this thing more when I was in college and I would have like long summers where I would have not a lot of work and a lot of free time. Um, cause I worked, but it wasn't the same as now. Mm-hmm. And I would go like today, I want to learn about model airplanes. And I would spend a bunch of time, like learning about how to build and fly remote control airplanes. Maybe wouldn't like buy one, but I would do a bunch of research on it with like the idea that maybe I would buy one at some point. So this game like kind of lets you do that with its mechanics where you can choose what you engage with, but it's not because nothing, it's not because there are mechanics that are not meaningful. It's just because there's such a breadth of content available that you really can kind of pick what you want to focus on for a sitting. And it's, I don't know, it's, it's really fun. And then when you add into all of that, like I have a friend who has played more than I have, um, for context, like you have a, an overall mastery rank that gates certain activities for you, but not because, uh, you need to have a certain strength level. Like your mastery rank has no bearing on how powerful you are. It's about how much you've done basically. Um, so like you could have a maxed out frame and like, I have two frames now two warframe characters that are at max level, um, multiple weapons that are at max level. I could essentially do like almost end game level content with my stuff, but they gate that stuff from you so that you can go in when you're kind of ready from an understanding perspective. So he's ranked 14, which is fairly high. Um, obviously there are people in the like forties and fifties who have Mm -hmm. played it tons and tons over its release, but you don't gain mastery rank very quickly. Like I'm ranked, I've played for 40 hours now and I'm ranked four. Um, so 
it's separate from any kind of character level. Um, but he, and when you add all this stuff together with like, he has a reason still to play with me because he has characters and weapons that he has at lower levels. So going back through some of the simpler, I don't even want to say easier, but simpler content with me is still valuable for him to like level up those characters. So there's a lot of reasons to play with friends too. Um, and it's just, I don't know. It's a really cool game. And it, you, I have spent, uh, I think I spent like $10 on a starter pack when I first started playing a, a few years ago and I've haven't spent a dime on it since and like could easily see playing it for another two or 300 hours without needing to spend more money on it. So, uh, so when are you going to get into Eve online? I've already gotten into it, gotten deep on it, and then wow. escaped it. So don't worry. This is like the least surprising thing I think I've ever heard. I played Eve Online pretty significantly in college. Uh, I 100% believe you. I, I mean, I was, I always tell people like Eve Online is a great game if you want to get a text at 4 a.m. from a person who you, consider a pretty good friend who you only know from Eve online who also lives in like Poland and get told <laughs> you need to wake up and you need to be tackling in 20 minutes because there's a Russian, there's a, like a Russian hit squad coming to blow up our station. <laughs> Eve online is a magnificent, beautiful animal of a game, but yeah. Holy shit. It is. I love lifestyle. hearing stories about it but my God, am I never going to play that game? Yeah. And I kind of see Warframe and Eve online of being cut from a similar cloth, not the same cloth, obviously, because they're completely different gameplay, but just in that the mechanical depth and the, like the community that just is super in love with it because of that. Yeah. Like, I think from, sorry, I think from a community perspective, you're right. I think though, mechanically, um, Warframe is Eve online is uh, a, a, a huge time sink in that. Yeah. Warframe it, is more approachable and, and Warframe is more fun, frankly. Like, yeah, like also Eve that. online, like you, you spend thousands of hours in that game of real time training up and it, the counter, the, 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 like timer goes when you're offline, you spend thousands of hours to be able to fly the big, huge ships that are really, really cool. Like those, the people there's, there's like a finite cap on, um, what you can do in a month in Eve that is frustrating. I think, whereas with Warframe, I mean, you just play the game and it's fun. That's the thing. Playing Eve is not fun. <laughs> like <laughs> undocking from a station, going and shooting something isn't fun. What's fun is sort of what you're saying, Erica, like the stories that come out of that stuff is very fun. And the, and the sort of chat room aspect of it is entertaining. Warframe though, like my buddy and I played for like three hours last night. We barely talked at all because we were playing the game. We were busy playing the game. It was very much like, is it cool if we run this? And they said, yes. And then I clicked launch mission and then we did the mission. Um, so I, I think you're right from a, like it is that company's big game, big one game, and they do a great job um, supporting it and fostering the community. But in terms of like gameplay and depth, it's pretty different from. Yeah. yeah. Agreed. And that's why I say there's similar clause, not the same. Clause. Yeah. 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 Yep. Uh, so yeah, I don't know. I recommend it to people. I really think that anybody who has an interest at all in like shooters, frankly, like if you played vanquish and you think vanquish is cool, you should be playing Warframe. If you like think destiny is cool, but you know, you don't like that. There's 
um, a limit to like the kind of the content that you can do. You should play Warframe. Like if you think the idea of Destiny sounds great, but you don't want to play a game where you have to grind out levels to play new content, you should play Warframe because there is no end game in Warframe. It's not really about, I mean, you level stuff up, but it's not really about leveling up a single number that is exemplary of your power. Um, so it's just, there's just tons and tons and tons there. I, I am now doing a quest where I'm incubating a pet. So I'm going to have this like Kubro <laughs> pet that follows me around and has stats and has its own set of stuff you can equip. Um, and, and, and like, it can get famous. like the hover hoverboard thing i mentioned earlier the hoverboard is a whole system there's a whole set of like different board parts that you can put together to build a different hoverboard and give it different stats and stuff like that like and it's all it is all gated by grinding materials and stuff but it doesn't really feel that grindy because to me anyway with where i'm at in it because like it's not that hard to get the materials and like one thing andre talked about in the past that he didn't like was he felt like he grinded for these materials and then he like had to craft the thing and it took like a week to craft a warframe or whatever and that stuff is still in there but i put like four guns on the crafting table last night and went to bed and they're all done now so it's not like the crafting is prohibits you from having a good time. Cause now there's so much stuff to do in the game that while you wait for your stuff to craft, you can easily spend time going, doing one of a billion other things. Mm-hmm. So it's really cool. People should check it out if they haven't. It's free on, and it's on like every platform. So it's on switch. It's on PS4 and Xbox. It's on PC. It's basically just not on phones, but Yet. everything else. So play Warframe. Uh, Dot com. And then the last thing I'll briefly touch on before we can call it uh, is uh, is I have been playing through um, the Devil May Cry HD collection on Xbox. Uh, Some hard, stylish action there. Yeah, Devil May Cry is really good. I played the first game again. I had played it back when it was newer, and playing it again now, it's it holds up pretty well. Um, it's clunky in places, uh, and it. But the thing about that game that is so good is the difficulty is just tuned like impeccably it's it's just it's really really good from a difficulty perspective um and the thing that i the first game i should say i today finished the dante playthrough there's two campaigns in devil may cry 2 you play one is dante and one is lucia or lucia i played through the dante campaign devil may cry 2 i never played it before i don't understand why people don't like that game (laughs) (laughs) like from from a difficulty perspective it definitely is softer than devil may cry like i think i i don't think i ever died playing dmc2 i i died and then it used the resurrection orb to come back a couple of times but i never like had to reload um so whereas with devil may cry the first one you know that's it's harder so dmc2 is definitely like easier than devil may cry but it's so stupid in like a good way (laughs) like the first one is it has its dumb stuff like like there's like motorcycle stuff that happens early on that's pretty stupid but the the second one is like you fight like a building at one point yep i remember that one whoa there is a boss that is a building it's like a a face and hands comes out of the building yep and then you have to fight the building and it's amazing. The mechanics of the fight are not that good. That's the thing is like the boss fights in DMC two are 
it's more, it's, they're not as, you don't have to learn them like you did in the first game. Um, but, but, but it looks real cool. It's <laughs> dumb and it's really, really fun. And like the, the, the controls are a little snappier in the second one than they were in the first game. And they reworked the combo system in a smart way. So like you get, your your showtime like you get your combo points as you do the combo in the first game you don't get to see how you did until the end screen um for the mission but in in dmc2 you can see the combo as it goes uh but it's it's a it's a really fun game i'm playing the lucia playthrough now and i'm a little less uh into going back through the same environments again um which is her playthrough is from a different perspective but it's mostly the same levels just like right before or right after dante gets there um but but it's still fun to play mechanics wise, and she plays very differently from Dante, which is pretty cool. Um, and it just really has me psyched to play three because I've never played three before, and that's the one that people seem to love the most. Mm-hmm. So I'm really excited to play DMC three. I'm really excited to play DMC five before the end of the year. I'm not really like I'm going to start Kingdom Hearts this weekend, so oh I'm not really like <laughs> planning on. Uh, I'm sorry. Dog violent, dog on cat violence in the background. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, I'm not really going to to probably play through three and four and five like right now, but um, yeah, they're they're fun games. Did, have either of you played like more than? Have you played DMC before? Yes, I haven't played any of them. Never touched a single one of them. I played four when it came out, which made me go back and play two and three. Uh, and I played the Team Ninja one from a few years back. Like, so, I've never been interested in it at all until this conversation. <laughs> I think, I don't know. I don't want to say like it'd be perfect for you, but I think you should try it. I don't know. Okay. So yeah. Um, it, if it's, if you like the weird shit, like Bayonetta, um, yeah, or I like, do. Oh, or if like, you like Bayonetta, you should totally play yeah, it. If okay. Like, if, if you like, yeah. if you liked Revengeance, like it took direct inspiration from these games. This, okay. What's, what's interesting? Sorry, it's a lot of background noise. Uh, what's, what's interesting to me is um, the the I don't like those PS2 God of War games, which are similar in terms of gameplay and format in some ways. Um, they're both action games where you do combos and get upgrades and stuff. I think the tone of devil may cry is what really does it for me. Um, because it is like this weird, they talked a little bit about it on the bombcast this week with DMC five. It's floating between this weird space of being like self-aware, but also extremely earnest. Mm -hmm. So it's like super, super, super anime, but and it knows it, but it's like, it knows it. And it's not ashamed. Like some stuff is self-aware and it's in a way in a, like, we know this is stupid too, but <laughs> it feels like this, the devil may cry games are like self-aware, but they don't think that they're stupid. They acknowledge that you think they're stupid. But they <laughs> don't think they're stupid at all. Yeah. Like it's things like, and these are like minor giveaways, but it's, they're old and there's a ton of these. Like, it's fine. <laughs> um, the, uh, the thing that I had mentioned earlier, um, <laughs> you fight the, like the second game story is bad. Like in terms of plot, it's not good. Um, 
the characters are, I kind of like, but the plot's not good. And it's, it's really just like this CEO guy is trying to summon demons through this portal so that he can harness their power and become king of the world. So the second to last <laughs> mission, you fight him and he's super, he's a super pushover. He's a really easy boss. Um, the second time you fight him, you end up beating him and he screams, uh, I was going to be king of the world. And he has this like, I was going to be king of the world. <laughs> like, shitty anime villain voice uh uh and and dante goes, dying over here dante I'm looks at my him. ringtone like <laughs> dante looks at him and says king here's your crown and then points a gun at his face pulls a trigger and oh the guy God. like flies out the window and dies yeah, it's real and dumb. then like at the end <laughs> when you fight the big bad demon boss and again these are spoilers but like the point is you should play the games because they're fun to play but like when you fight the big bad demon boss at the end that the that the idiot that that flies out the window had tried to summon you you he like they do some like anime fighting and stuff after you deplete his life bar and then dante like disappears and the guy, the, the, the like demon like looks around and then, and it's like a, a human sized demon. And then Dante like reappears standing just to the side of him, pointing a gun at his, at his head. And then like the camera like pans up to Dante's face and then he smirks and then pulls the trigger <laughs> and <laughs> then the demon dies. It's like, and then he gets on a motorcycle and he says, ha, let's go all the way to hell then. And then rides off and then the game's over. Yeah. It like it's how long. long are these? Should I start from one? Like <laughs> so, I think you should play them all because they're because they're fun to play. Like the HD collection, the first one is about six hours long, six to seven hours long. I can do six hours. Yeah, yeah. And then I finished DMC 2's Dante campaign at about four hours, and it's my understanding that the Lucia campaign is a little bit shorter. Um, so they're definitely like they get in and get out. The point is that like from what I understand, three and four are kind of more in the like. 12 ish hour range. Yeah. Um, That's not bad. (laughs) But they definitely are designed around the idea that you'll, if you're really into them, you will go back and play them again on higher difficulties and learn the combo mechanics. Um, Mm. And if we weren't in a world where there's five, technically six of these games to play, I probably would do that because I think the combat is fun enough to do that for sure. Um, As it stands, I'm probably just going to try to get through them. Uh, But, and if you kicked it down to easy, it would be, like two hours of my time in DMC one was relearning boss mechanics and having to like, cause there are some tough fights in DMC one, mm-hmm. uh, but DMC two is a little more, it's a little easier on normal. If you were to play DMC two on easy, I, you could blow through it in a few hours for sure. And the HD collection has, is a pretty decent package. Like they didn't do that much to the games, but they do, uh, they, they have, they run at 60 frames a second on, on Xbox at least. And, uh, at 1080p or 4k or or not 4k, but 1080p. So the, the HD collection is is a pretty good collection and you can get it for like 20 bucks physically. Now it's I think 30 on the stores, but I went to a local store and got it for 20. So nice. Yeah. Yeah. And four is on game pass for anyone that has game pass currently. Anyway. Right on. All right. Cool. Thank you. <laughs> so is there any cool gaming news this week? I don't even know. Uh, I, I think there was there has to be I'm something, sure. right? Everything's bleeding together. Yeah. Um the days are 
I can't remember what is this week and what is last week. I don't really want to. There's a lot of bummer news that has happened around games and obviously the world, but also among oh, games. And I, I got one. I got one. Master Chief Collection. Oh, yeah. It's coming to PC. Yeah. I mean, we were talking about that for a long time. I think we even talked about it on this podcast at some point. But I think the fact that it's coming to Steam is real crazy. Yes. That's pretty wild. Like, I, I would not have guessed that ever. <laughs> uh, Dwarf Fortress came to Steam also, and it has a uh, look for once. Sadly, it's not available yet on Steam. Oh, is it? Uh, I, it, thought is it coming I thought it had launched. Sorry. The current release date is Time is Subjective. So oh. <laughs> uh, I am very excited to play Dwarf Fortress when it, it releases in the new update. Because uh, I really like ASCII Dwarf Fortress, but I could only go so far with it before I couldn't handle the like... I think the visuals are very cool. I'm not knocking it for people that really like that, but at a certain point it was just too much for me to like parse. Um, so I'm excited to have it have graphics. Right. Uh, Lady Gaga is going to be a part of cyberpunk 2077. That's cool. That's She's cool. Awesome. I'm into it. Yeah. There's a huge no man's sky update coming apparently. Yeah. It was called beyond or something. Yeah, so I guess I get to do... I literally uninstalled that game like two weeks ago because I hadn't been playing it, and now I'm going to have to install it again because that I, I always like to check in on their major updates. Uh, trying to think if there's... There was, Apex Legends Battle Pass did not come out this week. Yep, I was going to say. That sucks, uh, but there are jump pads appearing in the game now. Microsoft, the thing with the PC games, you can stream your PC games to an Xbox One. I think mm-hmm. it's like a steam link. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's about it. There's, There's a new, else. apparently a new vault door has appeared in fallout 76, but it doesn't have the vault number on it. And it says like missing texture on the vault door. Oh, great. So, Oh no, it's like a pink box. Yeah. Oh, wonderful. So all three players will be able to look at that and be like, Oh cool. It's broken again. <laughs> at least, uh, equipping items in fallout 76 makes you better. Fair. Uh, <laughs> Stardew Valley came out on Android. Sam seemed pretty into it, but he's not here, so I won't speak for him. <laughs> yeah, uh, and the Division Two is out, obviously. Oh, um, right. <laughs> <laughs> I I was I was very down on that uh, on that beta. I did not enjoy it much at all, but uh, I'm willing to accept that maybe I judged too quickly. I'm hearing decent things from people who are playing it. It seems, so. it seems like a wet schluter. Like, like you took, <laughs> you just had a wet no, schluter right in your seems, pants. It seems like a limp schluter. <laughs> At least a wet schluter would be interesting. Like Anthem's like a wet schluter. It's not good, but it, it, it you kind of want to tune in to see the train wreck. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. Erica has removed limp. her headphones. <laughs> oh my God, you guys. <laughs> I don't know. I have no interest in that game. Yeah, I don't know. I I liked the first one, but I don't care about I don't care about loot where it's like I equipped the better armor because the armor number's higher. I just don't care about that. That's part of why Warframe has been so refreshing because it's super super not that. Um, So I don't I don't know. I if if it's the thing is, like, I really did enjoy the Dark Zone in the first game. I thought that was a cool concept. Um, so if I hear that that is a 
meaningful thing to do a lot. And then again, I also, I've said it before, but I like the, I like the setting. Um, Mm -hmm. so I don't know. I've definitely talked about that, but um, yeah, there's a part of me that really wants to play and like that game, but it's not, there's so many other things in the way. Like I'd rather play, I got to play kingdom hearts. I want to play hypnospace outlaw. I want to play. Um, there's a great game called objects in space that is like super, super, super up my alley that I have not yet looked at that. I really want to make sure I play before the end of the year. Um, so but not to mention the fact that, that game is 96 gigs. Yeah. No kidding. That's brutal. It's that's, and it, it doesn't, it's 96 gigs. And like, if you had the beta, it doesn't matter. Oh, <laughs> like it doesn't pull any assets from the beta files. God, and I understand that that's over, complex right? and it's not like yeah. it's, it's, you know, they're pushing a build so they can't necessarily pull stuff from one build into another very easily, but other games have done it before. And if your game is 96 gigabytes, like <laughs> maybe figure that out. Okay, if it's a beta for an indie game with a team of four, sure. It's a new yeah. build that you push out of uni. This is it's Ubisoft, though. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. I would think they had like, the resources. The assets are the same. Yep. The, the beta was like 56 or more. It might have even been more like 80 gigabytes. Like, seriously? it was the whole game, basically. Oh that's so, I don't know why they couldn't pull from that. And yeah, that's crazy. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I remember being upset when games were getting to be 20 and 30 gigs back in my day. <laughs> yeah. And that wasn't, that was just cause of hard drive space, right? Like that wasn't yeah. even necessarily data cap related. Yeah. Um, was, you would yeah. leave it downloading overnight and hope that it was, it didn't crash overnight. Yep. No, this is, it's brutal. I don't know. I don't know. I can't, I, I, I have a hard time with this. That's that game size. But anyway, uh, not to be too much of a, a downer on it, because I think Sam is going to probably bring um, bring that next week to talk about, uh, and I think he is probably more app more likely to enjoy it because he seemed to indicate that he liked the beta and stuff. So um, we'll hear more about it from him. Yeah, one, uh, one could say we are divided on the division. <laughs> <laughs> I just wonder how divided we're going to be on the division in about nine months. <laughs> modulo modulo four. Uh, yeah, maybe if Erica. I can, like, <laughs> that I can, like, is the perfect, I can, like, that's the reaction I was votes. hoping for. I can parlay support against Sam if I use Schluter to like blackmail people. <laughs> did you get, did you appreciate that one, Erica? I did. Cause haha, programmer jokes. Anyways. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I think it's about time yeah. that we all went and started playing kingdom hearts. Uh, yep. That's what Andre and uh everyone would tell you, and Chris especially, but everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Uh so anyway, um Alex, where can people find you on the internet? Fix.space and on pornhub.com slash user slash coolslaw, C O O L S L four W. All of the gaming fix videos are up there. <laughs> and also a place that uh, gets more views than YouTube, if I seem to recall. Oh yes, my God, from really? last time you it, shared Pornhub stats, it does. And we have we're, we're getting some mixed reception there. Yeah, <laughs> big surprise. <laughs> Erica, how about you? My mom is watching. Hi, mom. <laughs> yeah, <mine's> <laughs> 
Sorry, mom. <laughs> uh, it's not your boss. <laughs> that's true. It could be worse. <laughs> that's true. Um, my boss does know we do this, though. <laughs> but um, this is not Andre's oh, boss. Right. Well, you can find me on the internet. Uh, you can find my GeoCities page. Um, no, uh, I'm on Twitter and Instagram um, at Erica A I R E H C U H. But I'm gonna go pretend to be on some fake internet. Can, can for we? A few more hours. Can we make a GeoCities page for our podcast? Please Ooh. do it. Definitely. Ooh. I'm googling if there's a way. It's defunct, but if there is, I'll, I'll look into this. <laughs> My mom said hi in the chat. <laughs> Hello, mom. <laughs> Hello, uh, and you can find me at Jester PC on Twitter. I link out to other stuff that I'm doing there. Um, uh, I have. Uh, we did have more episodes of the Sunless Guys playthrough go up on YouTube this week, um, and there will be more coming next week. And I still want to play something else for the channel, but I'm still deciding what that's going to be. So, uh, I will have more for YouTube this week as well. Um, you can find everything we do on fix.space. We have a, uh, Twitter also, and the YouTube channel that you should go and follow and subscribe to. Um, if there's nothing else, then, uh, I think that that's going to, we're going to call that a podcast. Yeah. We have to find more words that disgust Erica. Oh God! Work on it. Yeah. Someone needs to come up with a. Someone needs to come up with a with a a, a, a thick and meaty dragon schluter. <laughs> no. Wow. It's a monster hunter. <laughs> Bye everyone. Bye. Bye. <laughs>